Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim Adaf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Yom Adaf Chafpet, and we're all at the top of the Amud, beginning our study of the second parak, which is mainly devoted to the pious that takes place on a regular day and how that impacts on Yom Kippur, which of course there is no pious. And that is the lottery. We'll read about it. Parishonah. Originally, anybody who wanted to do Trumat Adeshen, which he said was the earliest Avodah, could do it. If there were a lot of them, like a competition to see who could run up the Kevish first, whoever gets within four Amot of the Tapuach wins and he gets to do Trumat Adeshen. If the two of them were there at the same time, then he, the Mumuneh would tell them to put out fingers, they do like an even and odd, uh, we don't put out the thumb in the Mikdash, okay? So one time it happened, the two of them were the even, running up, one guy pushed the other off and his leg broke. So Beitin saw that it was getting dangerous. They made the takana of the pious of the lottery before even going up. There were four lotteries every day, and that was the first one. Okay, the Gemara asks, So why didn't they just establish it from the get-go? The answer is, Since it's done at night, people don't consider it important. They won't come to then they saw that they were coming in numbers and it led to this danger so they made this takana but putting the limbs and the fats up and burning them at night which is done at night and there was always a pious for that the answer is that's the end of the avodah of the previous day so it's really part of the day avodah but the Trumat Tadeshin is the beginning of the next day's Avodah. If you do Kiddush Adayim Raglaim at 11 o'clock at night to do Trumat Tadeshin, the next day you don't have to do it again. You've already started that day of Avodah with Kiddush Adayim Raglaim. So so rather say, you've already been Mekadesh for uh, the beginning for Avodah, but it's not really the same day. There's another way. Since people fall asleep, so they don't come. And it's, it's not because they don't consider it important, but they won't come in numbers. Then they saw that they were coming. They made this Takana. Same problem. It's a lot easier to stay up later than it is to get up earlier, as we all know. Was really takana for that takana lahaygi sahab. It was as follows: the tiny misa chab tshuva tadeshen zachab esidur ma'aracha v'shnei gzirei etzim. Whoever won the pious for tshuva tadeshen also got to set up the wood on the mizbeach and to bring the two logs up. So mashishtei takanot habu. There were two takanot. Meikar sahavu loato. Originally they said they're not going to come. Kevin dechazu dekaato. They saw they were coming. Vato demeslakon to kill a paisa. Then they made the pious as we learned because of the danger. Kino la paisa loato. Once they made the pious, people didn't come. So, in other words, the, the notion here was that they made the pious when they saw people weren't coming, and then they came and they were endangered. So, why did they suddenly offer the other two avodot as a sort of reward? Because once they made the pious, they didn't come. So, who's going to do it? So, they kind of added an extra reward. Whoever got Trumatadesh and got to do the other two things, and now they made the effort to come, even though there was a lottery, because even though they might not win, if they did win, they'd get to do all these great avodot. So, the Mishnah then says that there was a lot of people who would run up. 
Papa Pshita li Arbamot the Aralom we don't mean Arba Mot on the ground, because it says they were running up the ramp. Kamaita Namilo, Ratsin Volin Bekevashnan, Vadar Kolakodemet Chaviro. So it's not in the bottom, because it's first they ran up. The Baini Baini Namilo, Delomisayma Milton, in between it's not. Pshitul de Gavimizbechtan, it means four Amot on top of the Mizbech. Papa Arbamot Shamru, Bahade Ama Yusod Vamasovev, is talking including the Ama of the, uh, um, the Yesod, which goes around the Mizbech, and the Sovev that goes around midway up. Or maybe that isn't included. And the answer is Teiku. Okay. He would tell them to put out their fingers. Why doesn't he just count them? You're not allowed to count on Yisrael, even for a Dvar Mitzvah. When he counted the army for his first war against Nachash, he counted them a Bezek. And the notion is by the, the, the Tlaim, and the notion is that they each brought a goat, a, a lamb, and they counted the Tlaim. Although Tlaim, there may be a city. So maybe Bezek is the name of a town. The story of the being of Shoftim with the, the king of Bezek, with the cut off hands and all. That's it. So he counted them by bringing lambs. They all each part of land and count on the lambs. And Rolaz are Kolmanet Yisrael over Balav. If you count on Yisrael, it's a violation. Shneimar, by Mispar Kolbenei Yisrael, Kacholayam, Shalisa, Loimad, Valisa, Fair, the beginning of the second parak of Oshea, that there will be so many they can't be counted. As I'd like to say, you're not allowed to count them. There's two Lavin. Shneimar, Valisa, Fair. Can't be measured, can't be counted. Again, it's a praise for the future, but it's seen as a lot. Which means, on the one hand, they're a great number, but a real number, and then they can't be numbered. So, Lokasha comes to Israel, when they're doing what God wants, they can't be counted at all. Then they are a big number, but a countable number. Meaning, a person could never count all of them. Hashem, of course, could, like the grains by the sea. The minute somebody becomes a leader of the community, becomes wealthy. So the notion here is that Shaul originally counted them using these, uh, whatever this Bezek is, and then he ended up counting them with Tlaim. So that means that he was collecting wealthier things from them, uh, that originally it was like little pieces of, uh, of, of shards, which is how they learned Bezek originally before they concluded it was a place. And then it was lambs. Maybe it was, <coughs> maybe it was theirs. And the understanding here is that Shaul counted them with his own lambs. Then what's the chiddush here? It must be that he was counting them with his own lambs and that he became rich. Alright, further on the story of Shaul, this is when Shaul goes to Orgas Samalek. Now the simple pshat is Vayarev is a missing olive. Vayarov means he set up an ambush. But Ramani al iske nachal that really he was arguing about the nachal. There's a famous gemara about Shaul and uh, mentioned in Shabbat. He said, go kill Amalek. When one person is murdered, we have to bring an Eglarufa and break its neck in the Nachal. All of these innocent kids of Amalek, how much more so? What did the animals sin? I have to destroy them. What did the little kids do? So that's the Pasuk Don't be such a tzaddik. You can do what God tells you. Shashamalo Shaul Doeg and when Shaul told Doeg Sobatov Kabakwanim. 
when Shaul was so angry at Achimelech uh, from Nov for helping David, uh, or he thought he was helping David uh, in ways that were against Shaul, he told him to, to slaughter all the Kohanim. So don't be too wicked. So you see that, uh, you know, it, it, and the Midrash says that uh, somebody who has rachamim, where it's inappropriate, ends up being um, inappropriately ruthless. Let's see what this means. Right? He did one thing wrong with Agag, and uh, and that lost it for him. But he slaughtered the, that city. It's after Agag, after the failure with Amalek, that Shaul lost his job. David Bishtaim. David did two different sins. My Duriah, in the whole story about Shevan Uriah, and the Hasata when he counted on Yisrael at the end of, uh, of Sefer Shmuel. And nonetheless, he still uh, kept his position. So Hatam Iparomine, that David was punished for, for the Bacheva part. That when David in the juridical parable to Natan, he says, yes, the man who took the other man's lamb should uh, pay four times, and David indeed lost four kids. Yeled Amnon Tamar Viav Shalom. The, the, the child of that union was, died, and then Amnon was killed by Avshalom, and then Amnon had raped Tamar, so she was sort of lost, and then Avshalom was killed also in his rebellion. All as a result of this. So, that David was also punished for the, uh, for the census in the, the last parak of Shmuel Bet. So, he wasn't punished, meaning his body wasn't punished, the nation was punished, he didn't get hurt. But in, in Batsheva, he wasn't punished, it was his kids died. It was his body. Famous story that David, if you count it out, he was a king for 40 years, and yet he was king in, in Shalim for 33, and in Hebron for 7 plus. So it should have been more than 40 years. But for 6 months, he was a Metzorah. So everybody left him. The Shechina left him. The Sanhedrin left him. Restore it to me, David says, when he, in the, in the parak about Shuvah from, from Masav HaTsheva. Rav Kibel David Lashon And Rav says, David accepted Lashon And that's why he was Nitzitarea. Not because of HaTsheva. We have Machloket, Rav and Shmuel, whether David accepted Lashon about Mephibosheth from Tzivat. So David was punished for that. That when David then said to Mephibosheth, you and Siva will divide the field, because um, because he realized that he had accepted Lashon Rabbat Mephibosheth and given it all away to Siva, who had lied about it, we think, um, the Bat Kol said, oh, you're dividing up with them, so your machut is going to be divided up, which means David was punished for that. But the point being here, that Shaul did one sin with Agag, and he lost everything. David did several, and for two big sins, he wasn't directly punished. Okay, Ben Shana Shaul Mochot. Being in Perakid Gimel of Shmuel Aleph, there's a, st- a strange pasuk that it says Shaul was a year old when he became king. Um, there's a lot to say about that, but uh, if anybody's interested, listen to the podcast at the OU on uh, on Nachyomi in this parak, uh, but for now we're learning it as the Gemara. Ravuna Kiven Shana, he's like a year old. Shalotam Tam Chet, free of sin. 
at that point. Maybe he's like going your whole baby with dirty diapers. So uh, Rav Nachman that night evidently had a um, had a dream and he had angels coming and scaring him. Like he'd said something bad about Shaul. Okay, I've answered you to, like, to the bones of Shaul. I, I'm asking for Mechila for saying that. So again, then he addressed him and said, "Shaul, the king of Israel, I asked me forgiveness. I asked forgiveness, and then it was okay." Why didn't Shaul's kingdom last? That Shaul, the way they're presenting it here, was so pure and so sinless that he couldn't be a leader. Because of the statement that we can't have a leader who doesn't have skeletons in his closet. Because otherwise, because if he comes too haughty, we'll tell him, hey, look at you. Right, turn around and look what your past. He couldn't be a leader because we never had that over him. It's kind of a strange uh, notion. So why was Shaul punished? Because he was didn't stand on ceremony on his own honor. Uh, that uh, when at the beginning, you know, when he was anointed uh, the second time by um, by uh, Shmuel, he had some people followed him, and other people said, eh, this guy's not going to save us, and he didn't say anything back. And what happened immediately afterwards is the first war he fought against Nachash. What's the limit of these two things together? If you have a Tamil Chacham who doesn't take vengeance like a Nachash for his Kavod, the Torah says you're not allowed to take vengeance. That's like my financially, but for Kavod, yes. Famous thing, what's Nikima? If a guy says to you, lend me your scythe, and the guy says, no. And then the fellow who wouldn't lend it comes to the other guy and says, lend me your axe. I'm not going to lend it to you like you didn't lend it to me. That's called Nikama. What's Nitira? Bearing a grudge. The guy says, lend me your axe. And I won't lend it. Then the guy who wouldn't lend it comes back and says, lend me your garment. You could take it. I'm not like you. That you didn't lend it to me. So even though I'm lending it to you, I'm bearing the grudge. Zui Natira. And you're not allowed to do that. So why do we say that Chacham should do that? Wait, when you're afflicted, isn't it better to bear it and not to say anything? After all, we have the statement picking up on the last Pasuk in Shirat Devorah that those who love God are like, like the bright as the sun in its brightest day. Are people who are insulted and don't answer back? So the Olam do not That's when you hold it in your heart. He said, "Yeah, that's when, um, um, when somebody else wants to take vengeance uh, for you to fulfill what's right. Then you you shouldn't say anything, okay." But if they come and they ask Mechila, then you have to accept it, and uh, then, then that's where you can't have them to come up. Okay, we'll pick it up at this point, going back to the to the uh, pious, not pious as we just saw now to be appeased, but the pious, which is the lottery, uh, in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.